Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Josh's podcast, part two, the sequel. And oh my goodness, we're going to start this podcast, this episode, off with a bang. So, if you weren't at the game, Eastlake versus Steel Canyon, why? Why? Why weren't you? Come on now. You got to show your support. You got to see these girls play. They're unbelievable. Anyway, we have a, well, I have a decent amount uh, of things to talk about today. So we're going to get right into it. So um, I show up to the game and um, I see the new coach on the sidelines, Candice Naboli. And she, in fact, did play Eastlake in a 4-3-3 formation. And I was um, I was learning the new players' names as the game was going along, and a few people were pointing them out to me, and I got confirmation of them afterwards. So yeah, w- uh, that was that. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the formation, we're going to talk about the players, and then I'm going to talk about the first half and the second half. I'm going to incorporate you know, the players in the first and second half, of course, and basically what happened in the game, my thoughts, what I think that Eastlake could have done better, what I thought that Eastlake did very well. So, uh, you know, I'm just trying to keep this organized and not have my thoughts go like super crazy everywhere. So uh, let's get started. Let's jump right into the game. So 4-3-3 formation by manager Candice Naboli. Let's start with Leilani Pomato was in goal tonight, which was expected because Mia Shalit is currently in Peru on international duties for the women's national team, which is incredible. So the back four that uh, she had, it could not have been, in my opinion, a more perfect starting back four, especially after the three star defenders, four defenders that you lost last season because they were seniors. So... At the uh, right back position, you had Emily Barrero, next to her, Alexia Santos, and then Ruby McFarlane next to Alexia Santos, and then you had uh, Aliana Silva herself as the left back, which I was very happy. I was very happy with the back line. I said, you know, you got to get Aliana Silva in on the game. You got to get her to be a new star defender, and that's exactly what happened, which is good. It was awesome seeing Alexia play again because she was injured pretty much all last season. So it was good to see her get minutes out there, especially in the starting lineup. So then uh, before I move on with them, uh, before I talk more about them, I'm going to move on to the midfield, the three. So Candice Naboli, she, the, the three midfielders she played, I was a bit surprised. So she started Daniela Chavira, Danny, the magician, right? That's not the surprise. The surprise was she started Taylor Summit in the midfield. And I I don't know how I feel about that role of Taylor playing in the midfield because I've always seen Taylor as a forward, you know, or a winger playing on the wing, like just not a midfield position role. And if she did play a midfield position role, the only one I can see her in is either on the left or uh, a, a, being a center attacking mid. But since the four three three formation was a basic four three three, she played as a center mid. And I don't know, to me, it just kind of looked weird at first. And then alongside uh, Taylor and Danny, you had Issa Rivera, which, um, you know, I thought was really cool uh, for her to get the start. I think Issa absolutely deserves it. And I was glad she got the start. Uh, Her role is definitely a midfielder. So that was that. So yeah, Taylor was the only one that was surprised that was starting midfield. And I'll get uh, more into that later. 
And then the three up front, the three attackers up front. Um, another shocking surprise to me, personally. At the nine spot, the forward spot, you had Olivia Sekimoto playing as a forward. And at first, I did not agree with Olivia playing that role. Uh, it, you know, in my opinion, and maybe some others, Olivia is definitely more of a midfield type player with the passes, the building up play, like not a forward necessarily. Yes, she is quick, but that's why I've been in the midfield to help uh, run up with the uh, wingers and such. So I thought it was odd that she was playing a forward role. But on either side of Olivia, you had Ava Weiss on one wing, which is brilliant. You need to start Ava Weiss at the wing every game if you get the chance. Because that is her, uh, I think that's her best position. And she proved it tonight. And then on the other wing, you had a new uh, player, a newcomer. So uh, this girl's name, I hope I'm not butchering this, uh, Paulina Gonzalez. She is number 11, Paulina Gonzalez. And, you know... I I assume Paulina is a forward winger in that role. She wouldn't have been played there, but who knows? Maybe she's a mid. I have no idea, right? But she definitely looks like she solely plays the wing forward position. Right. So, you know, the formation, I was a bit like, eh, I don't know. I'm not too, sh you know, I wasn't too sure about it. Um, Steel Canyon, you know, they had their formation and whatnot. Eastlake, I believe. Uh, started off with the ball, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, let's jump in right into the first half. Um, it was a very entertaining first half, I'm not going to lie. Eastlake caught me off guard with how uh, good they opened. Now, I, I'm i not dissing anyone. He had, like, this is a very good team. But, you know, this was Steel Canyon's fifth game of the season. This was Eastlake's first. So, I thought Eastlake was going to be a bit choppy in the first half but they were anything but that they played fast football you know in a in build up and crosses and getting people forward they did that pretty well um you know they they really did the first goal scored of the night was by um who else <laughs> olivia sekimoto you know she somebody passed her the ball in she was uh in front of goal, like, ah, kind of towards the top of the box. She had, like, two people on her. She made a turn. She fired with her left foot and, bam, hits the back of the net. No surprise there. 1-0 to Eastlake. And then Eastlake's second goal was brilliant. Um, I think that that goal was better than Olivia's for the uh, sole fact of the build-up to the play, the play, the teamwork leading up to the goal. Because you had, like, I, you had the midfield build up, and then they split it out wide to Ava, and with Ava's pace and speed, and this is what I'm telling you guys, she has the pace and speed to be there, and she's a top quality player to do that. She whipped it into the box, you know, and here's the thing. When you whip it into the box from the side into the middle, you're going to cause problems. You know, it could only benefit you because even if it doesn't go your way, the defense still has to clear it and you get another chance. So it could really only benefit you. And so what happened was there was a bit of a scuffle in the box. The ball bounced around. It might have hit the keeper a bit, but then it took a touch forward. And then um, Issa Rivera, Issa did a brilliant job of running into the box forward, being aggressive as a midfielder, and just slapping the ball right home into pretty much an open net to make it 2 nothing to Eastlake in the first half. And yeah, that was brilliant. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we didn't get too much more of that for the rest of the game, but that was awesome. So the first half, you know, it was good. It was a surprise. Um, God, the only thing about the first half that was a bit worried 
that I kind of predicted was the defense. Um, while they did play a pretty solid game, the first half, there were chances that Steel Canyon had that they they really should have scored on, um, but they didn't because the defense either got their last second or cleared it, or um, the fact that Leilani Pomato played an absolutely brilliant, superb game. Props to Leilani. She played her heart out, and even though she literally had nothing to do with the second half, it's what big save she made in the first half that pretty much kept Eastlake in the whole time. Uh, the first save she made, uh, a Steel Cannon player took it from distance, and it really did look like it was going in. But Leilani, like, she dove, and she got her legs and hand, like, to the right f right near post, like, bottom corner. She got there, like, in the nick of time and, like, cleared it. It was a great save. And then the next two saves Leilani made were absolutely unbelievable. They were literally from point-blank range. Like, the Steel Canyon people, like, uh, players, they shot it, and she just, like, dove and slapped it right down. I think she caught one as well. Um... I think if the Steel Canyon player, you know, just had a bit more accuracy, they would have scored on her. But nonetheless, you know, as a former goalkeeper myself, you make a save at point blank range. You know, that's that's incredible, no matter if they shoot it at you or not because of how fast the ball is going. So she made two point blank range saves, which, you know, again, kept East Eastlake that lead. And um, she, she had a great game tonight. She had a great game. The only uh, the only thing. Uh, that I could think of Leilani for her personally to improve on is just distribution of the ball, but that's about it. She had a superb game, and, you know, I even though she's the number two, she could honestly, she she could be a number one for any other team. Like, she's that good, and, I, you know, people, people should realize that. And she, she had a great run in the playoffs last year, too, so there's that uh, to go with it. So anyway, that's about Leilani. Um, the defense, right? Um, Ruby McFarland is a stud, an absolute stud, and so is Emily Barrero. They've uh very much impressed me on the defensive side. Aliana Silva, uh, from what I could tell, she she was good. You know, she wasn't bad. She she wasn't bad. Uh, you know, it's just she didn't play as much as I wanted to see her play. So I can't give her that big of an evaluation. But for the time that she was on the pitch, she was good. Um, Alexia Santos, same thing. She played good, you know. You know, she did her job, got in the back. Um, the midfield, Danny, Issa, Taylor, you know, they played, you know, fine as well. Olivia, you know, played in a fine forward, you know. I, I still wouldn't put her at that position necessarily. But, you know, she she did she did good. Ava did great. And Paulina Gonzalez, my goodness, this girl shocked me. She is definitely a surprise and a great acquisition to the team. She was making turns, making moves, finding open players and passes. Uh, she just did a great job. And the crazy thing about this game is that the fact that uh, the manager, Candice Naboli, literally played every single girl tonight. <laughs> so... That makes my evaluations a lot harder on certain players because, like, that's over. That's kind of like around twenty-ish players. I gotta give it on, but I mean, from what I from again, but what I tell it, it really doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna remember more plays than some, but it doesn't matter because you know, overall as a team, they played very well. Um, it was amazing. It was very, very exciting to see Miranda Gregory go out there and fill in the forward position. 
by the way, Miranda Gregory, she filled in the nine spot, I believe, and she did exactly what I thought she was going to do, which was run in, run in behind the defense and try to get that long ball or that long pass going because she's a speedy forward. That's exactly um, what she did all game, basically. Uh, unfortunately, she couldn't get a real good touch at all, so she couldn't really get a shot, but she put Steel Canyon's defense, you know, <laughs> she had him worried. Um, who else? Um... Alexis Almeria, okay. Alexis Almeria came as a surprise to me because I've only ever seen her play midfield, but she played the left back role, which is a role I've never seen Alexis play before until tonight. And I she did a good job of it, considering she doesn't ever really play that role. She did a good job of it. Uh definitely not her primary role, definitely secondary, but you know, good job nonetheless. Um Never gave up anything too much on the wings, which is very important. So that was good. Um, Charlie Adams, she came in as well and played her usual midfield role. I mean, uh, nothing too excited happened with Charlie. She, you know, she had a ball. She found her passes, you know, stuff like that. Um, Issa had a good game, you know, with, with her goal and whatnot. Eventually, they dropped uh, Olivia back into her midfield role where I thought she... Did really, really well and whatnot. Uh, Danny had a uh, Danny had a surprising game for me. And she's number five now, by the way, which is the number she's always wanted to be. And the reason Danny like kind of surprised me today was because um, it, it, I'm not saying that Danny didn't do much. I'm just saying that she, uh, what is it? I've seen her do a lot more in games is what I'm trying to say. It's just... Every time Danny touched the ball, literally there were like two Steel Canyon girls around her following her around. So obviously they did their homework on Danny. So, you know, they kind of kept her out of the game in a way. Like, you know, didn't really let her get involved. But the time she was involved, you know, I did see her break at least two ankles today. You know, make a couple passes here and there. But other than that, you know, Danny, uh, she had a shot on goal. She did have a shot on goal, which was good. Uh, she took a few corners, but other than that, you know... You know, nothing, nothing too flashy. Um, who else? There's a uh, Ali Terrio came in late, like late, late into the game, around the second half. So we're we're gonna get there, but um, yeah, like she, oh, Candice made uh a lot of substitutions, and I was really trying to follow them all, but you know they kept going in and out, in and out, and I thought, you know, I think that's good though, because it just shows how much depth Eastlake has as a team. And that's what you're going to need, especially in tournaments like these, where you have three games in four days, which is absolutely ridiculous, whoever the hell is doing the scheduling. But, you know, that's what it's going to have to be. Um, I'm pretty sure I got... Uh, oh, right. So uh, before we move on to the second half, I want to talk about Taylor Summit's role in the midfield. Because, you know, she's fast, which is good. You always like a fast player, but... I don't know, I feel like Taylor, in a way, you know, to me, I feel like she was limited in her role in midfield, you know, I mean, you know, she, you know, she played defense as, you know, best as she could, you know, which was fine, but I think she's just a lot better out on the wing, you know, or maybe even at that nine position where you could send her through, so I don't know if Candace was experimenting or Taylor herself said, no, I want to play my, this secondary role. But, you know, other than that, I was like, hmm, okay, that's, you know, it's an interesting move. I um, don't know if Taylor's going to be back there uh, 
keep I mean, I don't know if Taylor's going to continue to play the midfield role position for the rest of the season. My guess is maybe a few games, maybe not all. I don't know yet. But yeah, you know, those are just my thoughts on it. It was it was just interesting. It was something new. Um other new players, uh Sofia Valencia came on, Annette Corona, Brooklyn Davy, Natalie Borba, and um yeah, they came on and um they they played fine for the newcomers. Brooklyn is a forward as well, so she got nice playing time. Sofia Valencia looked okay. Natalie Borba was interesting. Um, gosh, I, I can't remember too much of what happened. What they did, like it was just it was a good flowing game for the most part. But they got their minutes, their playing time, which is what they need. Which is you know it's good. So yeah, it, it was a very thrilling, thrilling, thrilling first half. And um, the second half, unfortunately, it wasn't as good as the first. Um, defense, okay, well, defensive-wise, it, it, it might have been a bit better. And the reason I say that is because Steel Canyon could not get anything going in the second half at all, like anything. Eastlake was playing more defensive, which makes sense if you have a two-goal lead. And Steel Canyon was just struggling all day on what to do. They had, they had run out of ideas. But the interesting thing is, like, I do think Eastlake could have played much better in the second half, as well as their game did uh, go, because they should have they should have won by maybe three, four goals. But the problem was, you know, they need to work a bit on their counterattack. I mean, you know, because I did think they were going to get at least a goal off of their counterattack, but they didn't. They either got a deflection for a corner or the play was just completely, you know, missed or something of the sort. So that's that, and um, the only other thing other than the counter attack they need to work on is, um, you know, just controlling the ball a bit better, but you know, every team needs to have practice with that, so that's not saying too much. But the thing with the counter attack is like, there was a there was a uh, break earlier in the game where I believe Danny was in, I think this was, second, I think Danny was leading it actually, and alongside her, it, there were like four East Lake players with her and maybe three or four Steel Canyon defenders. And in situations like that, when you have open space and you have open lanes, like counterattacking, it has to be quick, quick, quick decisions, which can be difficult. But as the top team that East Lake are, especially if they're going to win games against like open division champs like Carlsbad or competitors like OLP, you have to make those quick decisions. And tonight, it just wasn't working for them, um, which, which is, you know, it's fine. It's okay. It's only the first game of the season. It's just something that I think they need to work on. And boy, oh boy, if they get the counterattack correct, they are going to be unstoppable. They really are. So yeah, that's like the only thing I can really take away from the second half is like the uh, counterattack wasn't working necessarily. The buildup wasn't as good more players were suffering from fatigue than anything else. So, yeah, but um, the defending, great. Uh, did you guys know that Camden Purvis can defend? I did not know that Cam could play a center back role as good as she did. She was excellent. Her and Ruby, great partnership. And um, the fullbacks, you know, they did great as well. But, yeah, just Camden Purvis really surprised me with her center back role there. And... And that was pretty incredible. It was incredible. It really was. Um, gosh, I'm I'm really trying not to miss any players here. There were just so many though on the pitch. Uh, 
Lauren Della Torre, Gianna Piccone, they got their game time. They played fine. They played their roles. And um, other than that, uh, I I think I've said pretty much everyone. Like, if I've forgotten someone, then I'm very, 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 very sorry. I'm really not trying to forget any players. It's just a lot happening first game. I'm still getting familiar with the new ones and stuff like that. But, you know, other than my, you know, analysis on this, again, just overall, good game. And, you know, that's one win in this tournament, in this mini tournament for the beginning of the season. And um, on to the next one, right? On to the next one. And um, speaking of the next one, uh, Eastlake's next game is actually tomorrow. Uh, we are the home team at Eastlake High School at 5 o'clock against our Academy Lady of Peace, or as they're well worldwidely known, OLP. So that's that, and that's going to be a huge one. But before I get into the OLP talk, I did introduce myself to the manager, Candace Naboli, after the game. She's a very, very nice lady, you know, shook my hand, uh, talked with me about the team and whatnot. I actually told her myself that um, I thought it was interesting that she put Olivia at the forward role. But she said in her own words that, you know, she said, oh, Olivia, I could put her wherever and she's going to play great, which shows the trust the manager has in Olivia, which is great. And I would hope that she has the trust in all of her players like that. And, um, you know, after the game, after the game was over, you know, the players were happy and whatnot. They got their win. And, you know, most of them are very excited for the OLP game tomorrow, which I'm going to get into right now so the pilots that's what olp the pilots so last season eastlake lost to them twice they played them twice they lost to them the first time two to one i believe olivia had the goal in that game and then they lost the next game four to one and i believe danny had the goal in that game two results that you know no one likes to see no one likes to hear but you know this this eastlake team is different from last season OLP, their team is going to be different as well, but I'm not writing them off. That's not what I'm doing. They're still, you know, they're still in the open division. OLP, we're in division one. Um, they're still a good side, still a good squad, and it's going to be an extremely good matchup to watch them in East Lake duke it out tomorrow at five. I'm very excited for it. Um, and the thing, the thing with OLP, right? I think that Eastlake's formation, Eastlake should play in the 4-3-3 formation that they played today because it was working. And um, before before I, I, I jump into how I think Eastlake should be OLP, uh, I'm going to talk about the 4-3-3 formation against them tomorrow that I believe will take shape and the players I think that Candice Naboli should start. So in goal... You have Leilani Pomato, of course. There's no one else really to fill that spot but her at the moment. Um, for the defenders, I would, jeez, I would start. I would start Ruby McFarland because he, I you just have to start Ruby McFarland every game. She's available and she's ready to go. You have to start her, and then I would have Aliana Silva start at the left back position again because. Since Aliana didn't get as much playing time as some of the other defenders this game, she's going to be more well-rested, 
And since this game is literally, you know, tomorrow, uh, don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but if you're listening to this the day after, then today, right? But no, so Aliana Silva plays next to Ruby McFarland. And then at the other center back position, I would have Camden Purvis play that. And then at the right back, put in Emily Barrero because, you know, she's a stud as well. And I thought she played really, really well. And she got some rest in a way towards the end. So that would be my back four. And the reason I would start Cam is because of how great her second half performance with Ruby was. So, you know, you continue and you click with that partnership. And, you know, that, that that's just the back four that I would go with. And, you know, maybe, you know, towards the end of the first half, bring on Alexia for Cam if one of them gets tired or something like that. So that's who my back four would be. My three in the midfield. Um, Honestly, like, I would not put Taylor Summit back in the midfield, even though she probably will start in the midfield role again. Uh, You know, give or take. But um, in the midfield, I would start... Ooh, I would start Olivia. I would start her in her midfield role. Uh, OLP is a much better team than Steel Canyon. So in a way, you know, you play your best players in their best role. So in this case, you put Olivia in the midfield. You start Danny next to Olivia. And then for your next midfielder, honestly, it's um, give or take. I... um. Oh, who would be the third midfielder though? Um, you could honestly—it's it, your pick. You could start Lauren Delatore with them. You could put Alexis Almeria there. You could put Gianna Picconi there. Um, you could start Issa Rivera as well. But the only reason I wouldn't start Issa Rivera this game was because she came on, uh, like in the second half and played like a forward role against Steel Canyon the last however many. So since she played that, you know, maybe give her a little bit more rest and then put her on as a sub. But that's the only reason why I would say, you know, don't start Issa this game, you know, sub her in next. But other than that, you have like those three midfielders to choose from and whatnot. You know, you could throw in Taylor if you'd like. You know, I personally would put her up top, which brings to my three forwards. Um, whew. I would say start Paulina uh start Paulina Gonzalez again at the wing for how good she played and then she did get some rest so start Paulina Gonzalez again at the wing start Miranda Gregory as the number 9 striker to get that speed you know that speedy play in there and then have Taylor Summit go out on the wing depending on fatigue and whatnot I know I say you know I know I say you know start Ava every game which you know she probably should but Ava Weiss has been like gassed with games like the past couple of days you know she in a way in a bit she in a way she's like a bit jet lagged too because she had a tournament like before this one and she played as well she did today so maybe give Ava just like a tiny little break and sub her on so that's why I would say you know have Ava on the bench this time around against OLP maybe put Taylor at the wing Pauline on the other wing and Miranda up front at, at the nine roll or you could put um, Ali Terrio there, depending on what style of play you want. Again, if you want that fast, speedy play, you know, go with Miranda. If you want the more build-up, target man type play physically, go with Ali. You know, it just depends on what Candice wants to do. But um, that's who; those are the players that I would consider, or that's who I would have as my starting lineup against them in the four-three-three. 
And who knows? Uh, hopefully, maybe I'm, I'll be right. I don't know. But in that 4-3-3, the best way that Eastlake are going to be OLP, the best, the best way, I believe, is finishing on counterattacks. And I'm not saying that Eastlake can't build up against OLP. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. You can, but I think the easiest, you know, best way to probably beat them is on the counterattack because OLP is a soccer team and, you know, they're mostly possession based, right? They're all about, you know, having the possession, stuff like that, building uh, from the back like Eastlake does, but like, you know, they're heavier on possession. So you already know they're going to have possession for a decent amount of time in the game. So that way, when Eastlake does seal the ball back, boom, you need to send three, four people up and you just need to go right at them, hit them on the counter attack and then score your goals that way. And the other way that I can see Eastlake beating OLP is the fast build up tactic, which is you get the ball and it's not really counter attacking football. You're just playing fast, you know. Ping one here, play a one two here, play a one two there, have people consistently moving, bang, 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 and then shot, and then bang, 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 shot, pass, 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 shot, 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 you know, you you, you take shots at them while doing a fast build up technique. Um, uh, it, I mean, if you know, I don't know if Eastlake can be OLP on the uh possession they were playing in Steel Canyon today because. The possession they were playing, it wasn't necessarily fa- fast buildup. It was, you know, a more legit, like, possession-based. But, you know, that, that but, you know, that's a bit slower. That's a slower type of play. And against OLP, you, you just can't play like that slower type of play. They're not going to give you as much time as Steel Canyon did in the back or to build up or anything. So the best bet to beat them is the fast buildup and counterattacking, which I think Eastlake are very capable of. And I'm very excited to see this game play out. And hopefully they can get the win. Alright. Enough about that. Let's go around the league. So Eastlake is actually at the top of their league. Uh, the top of the Metro Mesa League after the 1-0 win over Steel... Uh, 1-0, <laughs> my goodness. The 2-0 win over Steel Canyon to date. Um, Montgomery's record currently 1-0. Otai is 1-1. Chula won today, so they're two and three. Olympia's one. Uh, Olympian is one and two. Mar Vista is still zero oh and two. And ladies and gentlemen, Bonita lost their opening game today. They are zero oh and one, and that's the that puts a smile on my face. I'll tell you that. That is awesome. So that is that for around the league. And other than that, we're pretty much wrapped it. We 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 have pretty much wrapped up this episode here. Please come, if you're listening to this early, please come tomorrow at Eastlake High School at 5 o'clock. They will be playing OLP, Academy of Our Lady of Peace Pilots, and it's going to be a fun, it's just going to be a really fun game to watch, and I'm very, very excited. Hopefully, I can do commentary. Hopefully, I can get up in the booth, and maybe I'll do commentary like on my podcast, and then post it later to hear what my commentary looks like. I don't know if I can do that. I'll ask. Maybe I can. If I can, that would be great. So, but, you know, we'll see what happens. And, uh, yeah, hope I'm, I'm getting these new players down. I'm getting, you know, I'm going to get used to the new numbers some of the uh, former players have had. So, 
hopefully I catch on quickly. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, goodbye.